0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. Okay, this is very exciting for a very specific subset of audience that I don't know if we have. Episode 311. Hell yeah, man. Uh, Amber, Color of Manage-y, other songs, who knows. But also, weirdly, in terms of the number thing, Season thirteen, episode eleven. So it's really one three one one. So there's two three here. It's it's blowing my mind, man. Fast and
1: furious lap thirteen. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe 2, And this episode is brought to you by Tunnel X. Secure private conversation for everyone. Tunnel X provides a special place for your important conversations. You'll love conversing on Tunnel X. Shout out to Tunnel X. Well, shout out to Tunnel X and welcome to Too Fast Too Forever with us today to talk about
0: that tunnel, that trip from Mexico to the US. We have the co-host of the recently completed Con Air, the podcast, also the host of Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, among many other fine, fine shows, friend of our friend Mark Hoffmeyer making his debut on our show, Mr. Jay Kluet. Hello, Jay. Hello.
2: Thank you for having me. Pleasure thank you
0: for joining us, for talking about Fast and Furious, a franchise I know that you like, maybe kind of like, but isn't necessarily your jam. So thank you for, you know, Appreciate indulging it. us yes. and watching one
2: of these movies. A the franchise I have seen.
1: That's, That's, uh, it. That's, it. That's <laughs> it. That's where we draw the line. Okay. It is a movie.
0: Yeah. So, yes. so before we go any further, like, what is your history? Have you seen all of these? If you want to do your rankings now or later, that's totally up to you. But like, what's your history? Have you seen all of them? Some of them? One of them? Where do you fall? When was the first time you saw them? Have you seen them in theaters, or as you call them, cinema? Uh, w- w- hit us with your history of the Fast and Furious.
2: Okay. So when these films first came out, I dismissed them. I would say I I, I saw them as being like, well, these are just. Silly car movies. I I hate cars. I don't, there, there are people who say like they like the car films of these, the action films of these. I they're like car guys. I'm not a car guy. I I despise cars with a uh, passion. I can drive. We have a car. I drive it as little as possible. Uh, I, I'm I'm a cyclist, but I'm, I'm not like a, I, I don't take up the road. I don't wear lycra, I'm not like one of those horrible people that weeds through traffic. I just <laughs> I cycle to I cycle to get to work and get home again. It's just, just my preferred. You're a functional cyclist. Exactly, it's my preferred method okay. of tra- of transportation. Uh, so when I saw these coming out, I was like, well, that's those films aren't for me. I'm just gonna leave those where they are. That's like doesn't I, doesn't sound why, like there's many
1: bicycles in these movies, exactly.
2: Right, a precious few, I would say. Although I'm, I've got my fingers crossed for like the next film. Uh, so when they first came out, I was like no. like these are really car films and racing films, and I just like this. I'm just gonna let these people enjoy these films, and don't like, you know. Fast Five came out, and at start people were like, well, this is a great film. It's a made like Dwayne Johnson's in it now. It's great, and I'm still like, I don't think so. I didn't. This isn't for me. I used to uh, host a show called The Lambcast, which is the official podcast of the Lodge association of movie blogs, The Lamb, uh, which covered any kinds of aspects of film. I don't host it anymore, but it's still going. I was a guest on that for an episode on Furious 6. They needed, F- they needed a guest. They were short on guests. I was like, fine, I'll take a bullet for this podcast. I'll go and see this silly little movie. And I saw it and I hated it. And I'm not like <laughs> Bear with me.
1: Okay. So I watched.
2: Okay. I so I watched it. And I, I really appreciated the start of Fury Six. They had like the recap of the five films prior to it. That was that was for me. Cause that was my first. reference, yes. yeah. So I loved that that happened. But I just like this terrible films. It went and was on the podcast for Seven because of a for punishment. Still didn't like it. But Statham, big fan of Statham. Statham's my guy. So. Okay. But then I took over the podcast as host. And we did a Fast and Furious franchise look back when 8 came out. So all 8 mm-hmm. films. And I went back and listened to that podcast prior to this today. Or I tried to. I listened to the first hour and I couldn't take it anymore because I was so negative. And it was so mm. painful to listen to. No one should go back and listen to their old podcast if it's on films that they hated then. But I've come around to now. Because during that rewatch, or since then, and getting to know my co-host Mark better, he is enlightened me on how to enjoy not just these films but any film I've disliked. Mark is a very positive person. You've had him on before. He definitely a is, fan. yeah. He's a fan favourite I know because he just he always finds great things to talk about in films. There are some films he doesn't like, but he will find good things to talk about them. And he's kind of taught me how to do that. Any listeners who are like, oh we've got like Mark host, this is gonna be another Mark episode. I'm not Mark Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> not by a long way. On on our show uh like he's the colour commentary and I, I, I'm like the, the, the commentary guy, and he's the color guy. He, he's like the humor, and I'm the straight down the middle, like, that's, I'll try and drag him back on track. Well,
0: we can, we can use this episode as a way for you to set <laughs> the record straight, and you can have a modern retelling of your Fast and Furious experiences. And so if you like these movies more now than you did when you did that, you know, look back, uh, you can then look back at this episode in a few years from now and be like, yeah, straight down the middle, how I felt about it.
2: The films I've seen since then, I have at least liked them all. Like good. I, I've good. gone, I've I've watched five since like five onwards. The ones I had seen and dismissed, uh, I've since gone back and rewatched, and the new ones have come out. I've liked them, but I have never gone back before like one, two, and three not interest me at all in going back and rewatching them.
0: Had you seen this one, number four, before, like, this week? Had you seen this one before? Yes, not?
2: I watched it for that franchise look-back uh, when A came out. Gotcha, but okay, okay, I'll, okay. That's the, that's the only time I've seen one, two, three, and four, was that oh, then. Oh, okay, cool, And now I've it. watched four again, but I don't see any reason to go back and watch the first three, because they, from what I can tell, they are car movies, and they are not for me.
1: But if you come around on the later ones, it's like yes. re-watching you know like the first iteration the first couple episodes of a tv show that maybe got better and found its way
2: right I, I haven't gone back and watched parks and rec season one
1: again there you okay. go <laughs> it, it's
2: tough
0: yeah like there are certain things where i'm just like i know when i started liking a thing and like i don't want to go back although part of me like the same thing like new girl took a long time for me to warm up to it parks and rec took a while seinfeld took a while and I think it's partly, like, they're figuring out the characters and I'm also figuring out the show, but I do wonder if I'd go back and, like, watch, like, season one, two of Seinfeld, which I didn't really like. If I would like it more, probably. I, would, I might not like it as much as, like, later seasons, but you might surprise yourself. So, okay, so do you have rankings or do you not have rankings? Do you not feel comfortable
2: to rank these movies? I have a ranking, but this is based on I've only seen most of these films once. That is totally fine. fine. Yeah. This is going through... When I when I watched them, I went to my letterbox and I basically reminded myself of what I rate, ranked in there, so... Start at the bottom. So you can either work at yeah, you know, top down or bottom up. Either way, I'll, I'll go bottom up. So Tokyo Drift is my number eleven. I gave that a, a one out of
1: five on that. Episode. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm. You have I'm, to I'm, revisit. I'm, you ha- It's reveal. so much fun. It, you have to revisit.
2: Well, listening to the the, the episode I recorded on that, uh, I was like, when Han died, like that felt like so tacked on and like out of nowhere and like a really random decision. It's a real stupid take to make. I think. But I, and I I just couldn't get past. I hated little Bow Wow. I, I hated Lucas Black's accent. But after I found out that's actually his real voice. Yes. I was, <laughs> he's not doing an accent. <laughs> I thought he was doing like a Nick Cage in in Con Air kind of thing where he's just putting something on. But no, that's how he speaks. Uh, number ten. I have Tokyo Drift. Uh, no, I have uh, two Fast and Furious. I don't okay. I guess <laughs> I know that's his favorite, but he doesn't know that. that's how low that down that is my ranking. And then uh, the Fast and Furious is number one. Great, it it's number nine. I give that one uh, two out of five. Oh, uh, two okay. Fast and Furious gets a one and a half. Uh, then yeah. we go to number four. Today's one, Fast and Furious, uh, is is one eight. Number seven, I have Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, number six, I have Number Six. That ties up nicely. Okay. Uh, uh, Furious Seven, number five. Uh, F nine is number four. Fast X is number three. Uh, wow. Face of the Furious is number two, and then Fast Five in the traditional slot for most people, I think, is number one.
1: Yes. Uh, Fate being that high is wild. Yeah, we, we've
0: we actually never had <laughs> someone have fate be just their number one. We've had someone have fate tie. Who had fate? Brian Silliman said seven and eight are tied for his favorites. I put them down as one and a half. But we've never had someone say Fate of the Furious is their number one. Two, like Joe was saying, it's. I don't even know if anybody had even had...
1: And in the top two. half i
0: think yeah. I, I think it's it's usually like a six seven eight so you having it at number two might be the set you might be the second biggest fan of that movie i so, okay. so knowing knowing these rankings how many of those and if the answer is zero we will accept it how many of do you say you actually like you would say i like that movie
2: uh three of them have a little heart next to them letterboxed. uh five All eight right. and nine have a perfect next to them that's uh, so 10 dozen despite i've got it ranked higher than nine uh, but there we go. So, and the reason I've got eight so high is for one scene, and that's mm. Statham on a plane with a baby. With baby, yes. Un- un- Uncle Statham is, the, is the scene. So, yeah.
0: All right. So, we're going to uh, before we talk about this movie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to, get to know you a little bit better. Sure. I know you from Con Air, the podcast. Thirty nine episodes of that out, plus some bonus episodes in between. Go check that out, or Deep Blue Sea, or whatever. But. I'm going to ask you some either-or questions. We're also going to do a character quiz. You're going to find out which character, which Fast and Furious character you are. Hey. I have some stuff hidden, and I need to unhide some of these, but let's get going. Okay.
2: So I think if if there's a good answer for Fast and Furious character, it could be. I don't know. You don't know know if there's a
1: possibility, bud.
2: I don't know how I want that to turn out.
0: (laughs) So uh, they're they're more sort of weird questions. Some are not necessarily either-or. They're more open-ended, but... In the first movie, there's a very minor scene or a very minor line in a, in a memorable scene that Joe and I have clung to in terms of loving this. And so if you'll remember, Brian and Mia are doing the dishes after dinner and Vince, you know, sort of the aggro guy comes in and is kind of bullying Brian. And Mia asks him, hey, Vince, what's the name of that restaurant you want to tell me you want to take me to? And then he tells her and he, she says to Brian, oh, you can take me there. And it's like a real like reversal, like, fuck you, Vince, I'm going with this new guy that you hate, blah, blah, blah. blah. The way that she describes the restaurant is having wood tables, little red candles, picadillo, and food all over the place. So if we were saying to you, Jay, thank you so much for being on the show. Next time you're in the States, next time you're in the New York area, let's take you out to dinner. We're going to thank you. There's a great restaurant. It's got these wood tables. It's got these red candles. It's got food all over the place. Picadillo. If we describe a restaurant as having food all over the place – What conjures up in your mind's eye? What do you think that is? What are you expecting? Is it good? Is it bad? How do you picture that? Food all over the place.
2: My brain's going in two directions. The the first, of which is they're using food as decoration. I don't think that's Mm. correct. I don't think there's literally food on the walls. Uh, But I think the more likely one is like a tapas. Is a place? Yeah. When you're sat down, they just bring you, or a a small plate's kind of So when you're sat down, there is food everywhere, because you've
1: got, like, 20 plates in front of you. Uh,
2: But yeah, food all over the place is a strange way to describe a restaurant.
1: Yeah, we don't think that they knew what that means.
2: Mark always likes to talk about the the film Shark in Venice, a film I've seen and loved, uh, where uh, uh, William Baldwin, I think think it stars William Baldwin and Scarlett Johansson's sister. And there's, uh, but but it's it's a remake of Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, uh, but with more sharks basically. It's the same plot, okay. but sharks. It's a ridiculous film. Everyone should see it. It's fantastic. It's our longest episode of Deeper the Podcast. Just me and uh, one guest talked about it for over an hour and a half. Uh, so there's one scene in that where, where Baldwin and Johansson are walking through a market, and he's, like, pointing at something and goes, ah, oh, look at those thingies. And look at those thingies. And look at those things. And it's clear that... This is Mark's, Mark's point. It's clear that he thought they were going to, like, put some music over that, or dub over it, and oh. that wasn't going to be the dialogue. But that's just the dialogue they kept. And like saying there's food all over the place feels that like that kind of thing where it's like this isn't going to be a line that makes it into the film. This isn't real. This isn't how people talk and describe restaurants.
1: No, no, no. It makes sense. Yeah, that it definitely does feel like filler. Like you're just you're like okay, they'll dub something over or just cut this part out. Like I'm just keeping it going in the moment.
0: So now in Furious Seven which, reflecting back to your rankings, is your fifth favorite right sure. there in the middle. Not a little hard, but you might remember there's a scene in the middle where they're stealing that chip from the car up in the tower. They drive the, to- the car from tower to tower. Yep. But at the beginning of that scene, they have Roman distract the room by just doing shining bright like only Roman Pierce can. So, Jay, we say... We need your help for this heist. Joe and I are going to steal something from a very bad guy. We need you to shine bright like only Jay Cluid can. We need you to sing a song a cappella style to a room full of strangers. What song are you singing that's either so good it it's breathtaking and captivating, or so bad that people can't take their eyes
2: off you? What song is that? Ooh, I've never done karaoke. I've never sung in public.
1: In the shower. What's your go-to in the shower, bud? It's-
2: I can't dance but Genesis comes to mind. Okay. Uh, it has the lyrics of I can't sing, I can cuz I can't sing. Uh I'm oh see this is going to be a car crash moment. Uh just <laughs> like this is going to be drawing attention for the wrong reasons. I I was once at a like a summer school kind of thing where there's a it was a week long thing and then the last yeah. day, the last the last evening it was like a a night out kind of thing and this guy went from table to table and pulled one person up from each table. Just to look at, like and so he, he, there were six tables we were on the last one. So he, put, he picked up it, and he got to mine. He's like, looked like he was going to go for a friend of mine. I was like, ah, he's going to get Tom. And then he pulled me up. And I was like, oh, God. And I, I should have done what the person at the table before me did, which when they got pulled up, they ran away. They ran out of the room. But no, I was pulled up and it was a dance competition
1: uh... Uh, where
2: they kept on playing music. And then they instructed everyone to like, and now do a little dance to show off. And I uh, had a nosebleed.
1: You just got nervous and had a nosebleed. I just had a full-on nosebleed. Oh, poor Jay!
2: The next morning, so I, I didn't dance because I, I, again, I, I don't sing. I don't dance. It's not something I know how to do. I missed that at day of school, uh, <laughs> and like the the next day it was like a presentation. And like, when I went down to collect something, one of the, someone from the crowd was like, "Hey, why didn't you dance last night?" As I was like, I don't, I don't dance. I don't know. It was just. Like that's what's gonna happen here. Everyone's been distracted, like offering me medical help because I've started bleeding profusely from the face. Whatever. Song a nosebleed would I help though. Sing. That would be
1: distracting. I I would appreciate that. That would it's that would get everywhere. some. Yeah. It's uh, I've get been some hospitalized
2: attention. for a nosebleed before. It's, it's it comes out of that. So. actually, when I cycle to work, I do often sing uh, "One Day More" from Les Mis, doing all mm. the different parts, all different voices. So yeah, "One Day More." I'll do this show-stopping number with all the different parts of "One Day More."
0: You know, honestly, if you get a, a bloody nose in, full of, in front of a room full of people, that's going to be enough distraction for Let's us anyway. So, like, yeah. even if you, like, that's you what know, I'm rehash saying. Yeah. that. One more open-end question for you: it's also from Furious 7. There is a woman described as no-knees Denise. They say, Ryan says to Roman, the only thing I've seen you take down is no-knees Denise at prom. And he says, really, Brian? You're going to do that right now? If you hear a person being described as having no knees, what does that mean to you? We're asking these questions because really we have no answers and we want answers. So if they're weird, if you can't figure out why we're asking these,
2: that's the point. So their legs either don't bend or they they don't have kneecaps. Okay. Some... So either the functionality or the actual physical knee is missing. What's what's mm. worse? Uh, what's, um, I'm 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 gonna say that they have she has functioning knees, but there's just like no visible kneecap. She's like a knee that's... like if you look at her like in silhouette, the leg just looks straight on side on. There's just no yeah. sticky out knee. I don't know why that would make her like a, a negative, like an insult as the only person he's taken down. I don't know. Or uh, actually, no. This is okay. Not a okay. real person. It's not a real person. She's like a mannequin. Oh. She's a, a poseable mannequin, except for the, the legs don't pose. The legs are stiff and static. Uh. You can pose the the arms and the elbows, but the legs don't move. So she's no very
1: appropriate. Knees. Barbie's coming out very soon. This there is perfect.
2: This is like the the mannequin Roman had in his room in in school, like practice kissing uh. or something. Like the only person he can ever take down is that doll he had in the corner of his room.
0: Mannequin Three, Romans Prom. There we so go. Mannequin Two on the Move, of course, <laughs> of course which is a
2: great
0: movie. Do you have a favorite character in these movies? Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be in the movie that we're talking about tonight, but just in the franchise. Is there one character you're like, that's that's my guy, that's my lady, that's my person?
2: I love Deckard Shaw just because he's played by played by Statham, and his name's right, Deckard yes. Shaw. Like, it's mm. Just that's a r- ridiculous name. And I I I know he's he's a I liked him more when he was a bad guy, I think. And I'm still not fully on board with the turn of him now being a good guy because. He killed people and he took out yeah. a, a hospital to go and yeah. see his, his little brother. Uh but is Jason Statham and I love Jason Statham, so
0: Well I will say that
2: Deckard is a character in the character quiz, which I think we're gonna do at the, not end gonna of get the conversation. <laughs> so
0: you might you could get Deckard. We'll say you never know. You I, never I'm, know. We've gotten Deckard before though, but I'm not
2: I'm not Deckard sure. By a long show.
0: You you never know. The the quiz you know, it, it generates some weird results sometimes, so you never know.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know which character I would be like, so I'm interested to find out how this quiz goes.
0: Uh, before we do our conversation kickoff questions, Joe, I want to bring up my new segment for this lab, Crazy Credits. Crazy, crazy credits, credits, please. Okay, go ahead. So, Jay, I recently found on IMDb there is a subtopic called Crazy Credits, and I was just like, what could this possibly be? This sounds amazing,
1: and it sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it's just people describing the credits, like... Just like just just literal descriptions of the credits. It's not necessarily
0: like after credits or mid credit scenes. Like sometimes that's there. Sometimes it's describing like the font or the color or like what's there. I don't know why it's called crazy credits. I don't know why there's not more for each movie. I pre I I grabbed for each movie for the rest of the lap i have them all written down in my notes for, okay. so i don't forget some of the movies don't have any of them so just like all right so this one only has fast years number four only has one crazy credit it has 19 upvotes one down because they're all user submitted the end credits shows shows not show the end credits shows comma an animated version of the beginning of dominic's escape from jail jails capitalized the end credits shows comma an animated version of the beginning of dominic's escape from capital jail period 19 people found that helpful one person found that crazy not credits for what crazy
2: credits like, what was i hopeful for we don't, don't know, know. They have no we don't idea, know
1: Jay. but they but they all have a ton of upvotes it's like we like when we were like looking at other ones it's all like 19 people find this helpful and like one person it's like that's very common on how this goes It's wild yeah
2: so this is the, the the CGI pistons and engines and everything going on. Apparently, so, yeah.
0: yeah. Which
2: gave me gave me a, a horrible flashback when I was when I was at university. I did a a computer computer design course where we had to at one point learn uh, model up an engine in in CAD and make it all work okay. properly. And it was uh, horrendous making it all sync up. So I had like flashbacks. This horribly animated CGI engine and pistons. <laughs> and I so, like, oh god, it's here. It's back there. I'm back there again. No, no. not again. All nighters Ah.
0: I mean, as as far as I can tell, that's as valid to add to the crazy credits. So some viewers of this movie may have done computer-generated crap, you know, things in school, and they had PTSD. I find that helpful. Cool. Very cool. Thumbs up. <laughs> it's so weird, though. But crazy credits, man. Crazy, crazy credits. Okay. So now as... A cyclist you actually might have an answer for this that's tied to that or not but this lap so every lap of the show every time we go through the movies we have a different theme the theme for this one is planes trains but no automobiles and in between the fast and Furious movies we're watching other movies that are about like other vehicles or there's a big chase scene from the other vehicle or something like that this movie almost entirely cars we'll talk about that in a little bit but two different questions joe can ask one and i will ask one my question for you is do you have a favorite movie that is about a vehicle that's not a car? Could be like there could be just like a chase scene, or there could be like an entire thing. But is there a movie that comes to mind that you love where like there's a main vehicle in it that is not a car?
2: Uh, I'm gonna steer, veer away from cyclists in this one because that's fine. Cyclists in the film tend to be uh, assholes and horrible people mm. and villains. Mm. Think mm. of like pre- Premium Rush is a terrible film. Joseph gordon mm. is an awful. It's an awful. He's like Breaking Away. Uh, Breaking Away fine. I think Breaking Away is okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's. I have no problem with it. It's. It's fine. I haven't seen is it like Silver Streak or the the Kevin Bacon cycling film is. I haven't seen. Sure, it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Freeman Rush makes me angry uh, because he like he does. He doesn't have gears or brakes on his bike, and he's cycling in New York. So he's he's trying to die. Uh, just <laughs> he just has Spider Man senses that means he can see crashes and get through them, and he makes me very angry. I root for Michael Shannon in so. that <laughs> Been thinking about Indiana Jones a lot recently. So you get there's like uh, some tank fun and some motorbike fun mm. in those films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Last Crusade's got a nice bike chase and a. Uh, is has that one got the tank or has Raiders got the tank? I forget which one's got the tank. I don't think
0: Raiders has a tank. Oh yes, I'm it's Last Crusade because it's got like a, yeah. the
2: pen is mightier than the sword. You got marks. On it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Last Crusade. I'm going to have the beautiful um, tank chase and the bike chase in there. Love it. And there's the tank chase in GoldenEye, it's is always fun as well. He's just running around with a half a statue on top of the tank.
0: Golden Eyes is a good movie, good game, good movie. Joe, hit him with your conversation starter.
1: What is the craziest credits? Just kidding. What What is the um, <laughs> <laughs> what it What's your favorite vehicle you've ridden in or driven that isn't a car? A, it wouldn't be a car if that were if that were allowed, Exactly. Yeah, we, we we predispose that. You're good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with a bike. I love I. Just, I love I love my bike. I, um, a Specialized Cross Trail, is oh. it's XL frame. I I'm, I I don't take care of it. It's a piece of crap. I beat it. I beat up all every day. Um, I, I oil it now and then. That's about it. Uh, so I breaks all the time. Well, when I I often go to the cinema as a movie fan. If I go late in the evening and I'm cycling home at like 1 a.m. and it's pitch black and the roads are empty, that's that's heaven. Just I live in a hilly town. you to get a nice crisp air. Just going for a bike ride at night time after going to the cinema is it's a fun old time. So I'll take, my, I'll take my bike and I'll take doing that.
1: That's Sounds awesome. cool.
2: I think I've said it
0: on here before. If not, this might be the first time. Who knows? It might be an exclusive. But, like, one of my favorite times ever driving a car is, like, if you're able to drive in New York late at night where oh, you get yeah. all green lights and there's nobody oh, on the yeah. road. And, like, even not speeding, but just going, like, the allotted limit, but not stopping, it like feels like you're flying through the city. Like, it's a beautiful thing where it's just, like, you're never able to do this this freely and to have that kind of feeling. So, like, even though it's not a bike, like, I've had that same kind of, like, the city is mine right now. And it's, I've
1: caught it's it. I've definitely caught New York with like, there's some kind of holiday where like there's like nobody in the city. I know that that sounds crazy, but there was some kind of holiday that there's like nobody in the city. And yes, that feeling like you're like the only person driving through Manhattan at the time is awesome.
2: Is it in seven when they're driving through London? Uh, six is London. There's a London in six. Seven is back in LA. Okay. So yeah, in, in, in six then, like the London roads are never that quiet exactly they've never have been so that's that's the same kind of thing i think it's just that driving around london there is traffic on the roads in in the race but not knowing what it should be so i think that's as close as you're gonna get in these films To
0: i would imagine the answer to this question is yes but do you have that thing where like you watch a movie that's like set in london and they cut from like it's like a chase scene they're cutting from like one scene to another it's like they can't get from like the west side to like here in like in two minutes the same way that like they do with like new york and like literally every city
2: yeah, I, I lived in London for a year, so I do I do get that. And like when when Thor's on the underground in in the dark world, he's like, oh, it's it's three stops to here. It's like it's not from there. It's not. You gotta <laughs> change twice. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It wouldn't be that difficult to just make this correct. You just change the name of the station you're on. That's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah, very easy. Everywhere should use fic- fictional locations like Lerner Airfield and Conair. There's no just place. Like, so it, it can exactly. be anywhere you want it to be.
1: You don't know how big it is. You don't know how wide it is. You don't know anything. So like you're like, yep, that's true. That issue you have in Thor the Dark World, they do it in Gotham or
0: Metropolis, It's like, yeah, that might be three stops. I don't know. It's not a real place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Who cares? laughs> there's a little bit of Chicago. There's a little bit of Pittsburgh. There's a little bit of New York here. Who knows? Who cares? Uh, but Jay, now the floor is yours. Anywhere you want to go, favorite moments, least favorite moments, aggravations, questions. What do you want to start with? Where do you want to start with Fast and Furious 2009
2: the
1: unofficial, official you, sort of. How do you reboot. like this? How do you like this as your second time watching it?
2: Uh, so when when Joe was on Conair, I mentioned that I I remembered liking this film. Uh, I, I I'm a heist film fan. I like heist okay. films. I remember this this has some heist stuff in it. It has a mission. I I liked this film. You know, it's it, it, it didn't uh, uh, rise up the rankings when I watched it. It's, it's kind of stayed roughly where it was. But I, I, I it's got a decent plot to it. It's got the, the you know the reunion of of Brian and Dom. Who yep. They come around to being friends pretty quickly, given that I, where they go in the future films. Are like they're like, they're best friends for life in like the next film, or by the end of this mm-hmm. film, I think. Even at the start of this one, they're trying to almost kill each other. Uh, it, it, or not, it's like halfway through this film, they're trying to kill each other. Um, that, that turns around pretty quick. But yeah, I, I, I am on board with this film. I, li- I really liked the the opening, the petrol Tanker. Uh, that opening, the, the iguana,
1: the opening. Yeah, the iguana. It's top
2: tier, yeah. right? It is, although I, I do think I looked at it thinking like, well, I'm rooting for the villains here. They're just stealing some guy's petrol or gas. Like
1: this they is... are the antiheroes that you root for, but you know you, you gotta love them. I think the they' I think they're hurting the corporation more than the truck driver. So like I I reason it out like that. Like if you're stealing wor- from
2: yeah, worst case they're Robin Hooding, right? Yeah. I need I just need one line of dialogue where they say like, oh, this is from like that petrol company that's really evil. Just something something like oh, this 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 was all stolen from the, from this country, we're going to take it back and siphon a little bit for ourselves. We're going to take it back. I just need that one line of explaining. It's all bad. That's, that's why, one of the reasons why I don't like the, the first
1: film, I remember liking the first film, is because I think everyone in that film's a bad guy. I don't want to root for anyone in that. Pretty film. much. So, it's uh, funny you brought that up, because did you catch in 10 that this time that they, like, when they cut out of Italy, they're like, and nobody was harmed. Yes, I, lo- I love that. Like, <laughs> not, not a single
2: person suffered one tiny scratch. If given that the bomb went off in, in, in rome <laughs> You know, speaking of Fast Ten, uh, I don't know if either of
0: you have seen the new Mission Impossible film yet. Not yet, uh, yet. but Not yet, no. there is a major scene in Rome, and I'm just like, oh, okay. There's a lot there's actually like a shocking amount of like similar kind of like elements and set stuff and the things between Fast Ten and Mission Impossible. And as much as I love these movies it's very good that Fast 10 came out first because if Fast 10 came out after Dead Reckoning Part 1, it would have been like, oh, but we saw this better before. So ah. like the fact that Fast 10 came out. But but the other big thing, and I was I was glad to see him here because this is like, it's nice timing. Shea Wiggum, who had just had a big role in the Spider-Verse uh, number two, but Shea Wiggum is also got a really big part in Dead Reckoning. And so to oh. see him here as Stasiak, I'm like, oh yeah, like he's always been doing that thing. Like, and he's like, I feel like he's one of the very few, like, I mean, I, there's a lot of character, but I feel like he's, like, the character actor for me, like, that's my guy. Like, where he pops up in things, like, I have friends, you know, like, Larson and whoever, who, like, love guys from the 80s, like, they can, they can pick them out of it, but, like, for whatever reason, like, Shea Wiggum, I think, because of his character actor role in this movie, in this yeah. franchise, he when I when he pops up in things, I'm just like... All right, nice. Good good to see you working here. But he's got, like, a really surprisingly big role in Dead Reckoning. I'm like, all right, but he's, you know, still doing that kind of cop thing here. So do you have any, uh you know, let's let's laser in on him for a second, Jay. Any thoughts on Shea Wiggum, the kind of asshole-ish FBI antagonist to Brian in this movie? Always happy to see Shea Wiggum.
2: I don't know. The f- I think I first saw him in uh, Boardwalk Empire. It's, like, one of his one okay. of roles that he's got, and... And then when I, when I, which was before I saw Furious Six, when he's he's in Six and like Brian comes back and punches him in the face again, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that that must be a callback to something that happened in an earlier film. And what do you know, it was. I, I I mean, I don't I and everything. He's great right in in Kong Skull Island. I love the King Kong films, which yeah. is a, a reunion with John Ortiz. He's in that too. <laughs>
0: It's weird to see like John Ortiz like play because he's I've seen him in like in comedies and stuff like in the Braga role. I'm just like, I'm like, I, I cannot see Braga as like a, a com- like a light hearted kind of dude because he's like so kind of compelling as this kind of gang and drug dealer here. But Shea Wiggum, man, love him.
2: Yeah, he's always great as well. He's one of his character actors, that so just makes things better. He's, I'm sure he's in a lot of things, but I, I only seem to catch him in things that aren't great. And he's in <laughs> uh, was the Cloverfield Paradox, I think he was in. Oh, uh, which, yeah, <laughs> that film exists.
0: That came out. We somebody was involved in that making the movie that we we just covered. Another movie that they did, and I'm like, Joe, do you remember this? He's like, No. I'm like, This was the movie that during the Super Bowl they were just like, This is going to be the best thing ever. It's going to be available as soon as it's over. And then we all watch it. We we're just
1: like,
2: Oh, that sucked. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I, a film that I'm not sure does exist. I
1: don't know. Maybe we all hallucinated it. That's a good. No one,
2: one. No. This is the first time it's been talked about in like a couple of years on any podcast ever. I think. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, which is the shame. But yeah, Shane Williams <laughs> is great in, in this. I love I love Shane Williams. He's great at being an asshole. uh He does it well.
1: I kind of like these guys because you you get like like comfort from them in the sense that you're like, well, you see an actor like this is not like a huge huge actor. Like seeing them working, you're like, you know what, man, good job. You're like this is a guy that I can relate to. Like, good job cashing the check. I'm happy for you, bud. Keep going.
2: That's. I feel like the franchise needs a few more of these. Uh, seasoned character actors in in roles that keep coming back. There's not many, I think. Like uh, I mean, the, the the team has all of the ridiculously attractive, mm-hmm. multicultural. Mm-hmm. You just need, yeah, you know, you have the likes of Kurt Russell, is like a the next level up from from a Shea Whigham. I agree, yeah.
0: I'm glad that you brought that up because there was something that I realized this time around. I feel like I, I noticed a lot of things this time around that I had never noticed before, and I don't know how that happened because it's the third time we've talked, thirteenth time we talked yeah, about it. Yeah, good. But I feel like there are multiple characters in this movie that, if this movie came out today, I think it's partly where the franchise has gotten to, but also just the way that like Hollywood does things. But it feels like there's a lot of characters here that if they were. Cast today would be stunt casting, but just like going to that garage where Dom almost drops the engine block on that guy. Yes. That, like, just like Grease Monkey, like, is just a nobody. Like yep. No offense. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying no nobody condescendingly, but I've been like, oh, like, that's that guy from that thing or whatever who, like, loves these movies. And then, like, Dwight, like, the, you know, the redneck who loves oh, yeah feet, like, yeah. he would have been somebody. And then, like, the other racers in that LA street race, I feel like would have been somebody. Or if they weren't, like, a known actor, they would have been given some kind of, like, fast and furious backstory. It's like, This is Elena's sister. But, like, there's all these characters in this movie that, like, just don't really have backgrounds and are played by largely unknown actors. And it just feels so different from where we wind up that I think you're right, Jay. Like, there's something nice about having, like where it's not just, like, Kevin Hart popping up because, like, he's friends with The Rock, but just, like, a really good, you know, solid actor who can keep popping up and, like, just deliver the good. Not that Kevin Hart's not a good actor, but, like, they're casting him because he's friends with The Rock, not because he's, like, good in that role or whatever.
2: I'm I'm not a Pete Davidson hater. I'm a Mm. uh, Pete Davidson ambivalent, so, like, he exists. There's nothing I can do about that. Uh, But him, (laughs) him being in Fast X feels like, why couldn't they have had... Anybody like a, like this like Steve Buscemi or something it's like it's, or, well he's in he's in England isn't he so it should be like a, a Ray Winston type should have been like this uh,
1: this old hacker. We've talked about the whole Pete Davidson thing, and we're like, it feels like they got Pete Davidson. They did the scene, and then they were like, well, we have that Pete Davidson scene." And they're like, "Can we get rid of it?" And they're like, "Well, it was Pete Davidson," so like, uh, I guess not.
2: Do you think there are there is a, a faction of the audience that went to see Fast X because Pete Davidson had a cameo in it?
0: Because like we didn't know that he was in it until after we saw it, and like part, it wasn't like, promoted. I have a Google alert. And like it wasn't it wasn't like Pete Davidson was at the premiere. Like oh, I was. It's always been a dream of mine. Does to like, Pete Davidson have
1: stands? Does he have like a fan? Everybody club? has stands. Everybody does. I, but I mean, like, is it is it anywhere near anybody else that would have like? a strong fan like like we know a lot of people on twitter that respond to us are like giant fans of michelle rodriguez do you think pete davidson has a small like because just because i've never seen it i think anybody who's able to to be slightly crass for
0: a second bed the number and the caliber of women that he has has a a large number of women who were in love with him Okay. That there's yeah, something that about sense. his appeal and his charmingness and his behavior and like people are like, oh, I love that Taco Bell commercial guy, or I love him from SNL or whatever. Where they might not be like his number one guy, but I would imagine he's got a lot of like very devoted fans, like Jared from Subway. Not like Jared. From Subway. <laughs> I think every I think every celebrity now has a fan club. Like, yeah, yeah. I think okay. that there's enough. Like he might not have an enormous fan club, and Michelle Rodriguez might be more popular than him. But I feel like to a very I think to a, to an audience of people that we don't necessarily run in with, like, but maybe like the TikTok generation or like younger, especially I would say probably
2: women, probably do love him. But let's picture that picture that scene plays exactly like the same, but when they reveal the hacker, it's so meany. Mm. Better reaction, better film, better scene. I mean, you and Mark would have gone crazy. Yeah, you'd have like a Star Trek fan base going going nuts for that
0: as well. I don't like that's the thing. I think, like, in, in that scene that doesn't need to exist, like, you need to have, like, some kind of, like, oh, hey, I know him, right? But, like, yeah, it's Miles O'Brien. It's, yeah, that uh, Duncan Malloy. It's his the pilot from Die Hard 2. I don't think that, I don't think Cole Meany would, uh, sell even two extra tickets. He would, he might buy one. He might go see it or he Joey. You know his, his mom or his wife, but
1: yeah. Joey, hear me out. Zeph. Uh, I mean, Zeph should have been little nobody. Zef, I mean, we know that, but I'm saying if he would have done this. I don't want him in just that one scene,
0: because like, the Pete Davidson role like is never coming back, right? No, like, no, it's, no, not it's like, done. It's like I want something like, if Zeph's going to be in these, let's get him back in more than one. Fair,
2: who fair. Who is Zeph? Zach Efron. Who, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yes, that works. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? I, was, like, I was trying to wrap my brains there a Fost Furious character called Zeph. We have no, a British no, friend no, no. who calls him Zephron. Does, do, do people call him Zephron in England, or is that just a thing that our one British friend calls him? This is the 1st time hearing of it. So. All right. Okay. But, so I okay. mean, okay. lots of things happen in this country I don't know about. So, it could be a... a I'm, I'm on the South Coast. Everyone above London could call him Zeph.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joe, is there anything that you recognized, so noticed, much
1: thought of this time? Go for it. Hit us with one. We start this movie out, and Dom goes, we have one K to go. And I was like, do you think Dom knows what kilometers are? Do you think he's ever measured anything in kilometers? Like, I think he knows they exist, but much like the rest of the American like public, I don't think he's ever used them as a measurement. He lives, like, 0.4 miles at a time. Yeah, he, exactly. He would, have been like, he would have been like, there's like a half a mile to go, right? Like, why would he have said kilometers? This made no sense to me. It was appropriate for where he was, but I was like, are they? T-? And then I'm thinking, like, is this appealing to a global audience? But like they wouldn't care the other way either, right? And they're in America. They're in the Dominican Republic, but oh, yes.
0: The, I mean, the thing that I noticed in that first scene is that within the first ninety seconds, Letty calls both Don and Han Bubba and she pronounces it Baba. And I'm like, she's never said this before. I don't think she'll ever say it again. Oh, she nope. does. Yeah,
2: and she, she, never- she <laughs>
0: does. <laughs> She calls, it's not like it's like a pet nickname for Dom where she like, where they both have a nickname for each other, because
2: she also calls Han Bubba. Is the amnesia setting in early and she's forgotten their names? Is this like free death amnesia as well as the post-death amnesia? Ooh. Is it just a condition she's always had? So
0: we thought that like the, the
2: explosion with
0: the nitro meth caused her amnesia, but she's, she was struggling with brain activity even early. It's a
2: pre-existing CTE. Mm. Yeah. from all the
1: car crashes.
2: All, it makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah does make sense i have a question for both of you have either of you ever been to a sexy gasoline party
0: a sexy
1: gasoline party i'm gonna say no
2: let me think
1: because i've never seen a sexy gasoline party before and they're having a sexy party but it's it's directly linked to them now having gasoline there's like girls on top of the tanker they're filling their cars up and having a party and I just didn't think those things would kind of overlap. But they they did for the first time. And I was like, I wonder if this is the first time on film we've had a sexy gasoline party.
2: They start recreating Zoolander.
1: Just the, I really everywhere. thought Zoolander yeah. this time. I really <laughs> thought Zoolander this time. I did. I really did.
2: No, I haven't been to a sexy gasoline party or an unsexy gasoline party.
1: <sighs>
2: no, I, I, I'm sure they exist. I, I haven't had an invite
1: Joe, have you been Sad to one? That. No, Never. Maybe
2: as a podcast, you should have like a live gathering and, and do the too fast, too fast, too forever, sexy gasoline party extravaganza.
1: I think I would drink too much, and it would just be like a hazard, <laughs> like a, just a fire hazard.
2: would be a lot, a lot of rules, a lot of everyone being like searched for anything. Any you can't lighters. smoke.
1: You can't. Yeah, you can't. Like, yeah, exactly. Everything, I don't think everything, everything
2: everyone's f- wearing is flame retardant, and you have fire extinguishers yeah. everywhere, like fire damping foam. Like in the ceiling for the the slightest bit of of the flame and <laughs> everything is coated in foam. It becomes yeah. a sexy foam party.
0: There's a thing I noticed in this movie that I feel like is a real testament to how far he's fallen. And I I don't know that the movie does this intentionally. I, I mean, it might. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. But when we see Brian early on in the movie, sort of sticking up David Park or just trying to fit, like just doing his job, he's like eating that sad sandwich alone in his car, and I'm like, this is so like we rarely see characters in these movies eat. Other than Han or Roman, or at a barbecue, right? But to just see a yes. guy like having a meal alone, just like this guy was having barbecues, he was having cookouts with like people who would do anything for him. Now he's alone in his car eating a sandwich at nine o'clock at night. Look how far he's fallen.
2: They like the, the wonder- cliche of the, the cop on the mission, like on a stakeout. They're just like this think of he- uh, a yep. American gangster where you've got Russell Crowe just just eating having a terrible, terrible diet, watching they're living a high life, and, and uh, uh, like the French Connection films, Ador, he's not li- having a happy life, he's just hes the cop, he's oh, it's a, just a terrible existence, and the criminals are doing so much better than he is. So yeah, it's, it's a cliche at this point, but it, I, I hadn't considered that, so I think that's a good... That's
1: I was thinking about it too, because um, I've been watching a lot of the cops' channel on Pluto, and a lot of those cops definitely leave wi- random weird sandwiches just on their dashboard as they drive around so yeah it is a like in movies and in real life yeah like i think when i when i'd seen this before i just thought
0: about like oh that's just part of the job or whatever but here just thinking about like because he seems sad and alone and like doesn't have yeah. anything going for him and like to think you know even when vince pissed dom off in the first movie dom's like we'll still put a plate together for you you know what i mean like it's just like the whole you're still family you're still gonna get good food we're gonna we're gonna make sure you eat well and here just like a sad sandwich is it is know. it Cheerna?
2: Is it even tuna? Can he
1: I eat tuna not. again? I hope not. Can he think about tuna? Does it hurt too much? It hurts
0: too much. <laughs> that smell brings me back.
1: <laughs> Ugh.
2: Gross. Uh, Han has a, a a lady friend in the opening scene. Is yes. she a character that's
1: been in this before? Does she ever come back again? Ah, uh, good question, Jay. Uh, she is a character, but from Los Bandoleros, the short movie that is the predecessor directly before this, right? Yeah, it's like Vin's self-directed short film. Yeah, and what's her... What, her name is... Kara. Kara, Murtha, Kara,
0: Michelle, Kara. She's got Yeah, names, Mirtha. Yeah, her, Mirtha yeah, her, that's what I was
1: remembering, yeah.
0: Her name is Kara. Technically, it's Kara, but it's also, she's also called Murtha and stuff like that, yes. But she was in very briefly. So for her to show up here, because, like... If you think about if you if you transport yourself back to the cinema in two thousand nine, you had just seen Tokyo Drift a couple years ago, maybe you're watching these up, these movies again to catch up. The last movie you see is Tokyo Drift, Han dies, and then he's in this movie, you're like, Hold on, what? That's a real shocker. And then to also see Han, if you haven't seen Los Bandoleros with a woman you don't know, it's like, What is going on? But that's a very good question.
1: And yeah, and the premise to that, Jay, is that they are like going there to steal gasoline. Too. So it's kind of like the prequel short film before this.
0: It's also really good. Vin Diesel directed it. Like it's worth. It's worth checking out. It's twenty minutes. It's like maybe the best Letty that ever. That Letty's ever Lettyed. Like that's also true. Yeah. If you can find it, go give it a shot because I think it's something that like is very it's very grounded like, in a way.
2: Yeah. It might be. Does it almost make up for the short shrift she gets and Letty gets in this film?
0: Nothing makes up for the short shrift that Letty gets
2: in any of these films. But it's. Good. I, I'm I'm coming to this having like with six being my first film, the film where Letty comes back. So, so to me, there's never been any danger of like, hey, she's actually dead. And it's just, i just try to imagine being a fan of these films and seeing the fourth one and like, wait, yes. she died off screen? My
0: first movie was Fast Five in which the credit scene reveals that she's alive. And I'm like, didn't even know she was in these movies. You know what I mean? So it's like the same kind of thing where you're seeing her back against the family. I'm like, she's alive, but I didn't know she was in these movies. Like, these movies really make you think about like where you're where you're entering because nothing really makes sense. I have a question. I this is a question that Jay, even not being like the thirteen laps in like Joe and I are, you could probably possibly answer this question, but something that was really sticking out to me this time. Two thirds of the way through the movie when Dom and Brian have kind of reconnected, and Dom gets shot and they go back to that house and they have Mia come over to tend to his wounds and she yep. cooks him dinner or whatever. Yep. Whose house is that? what house is that? Like that feels like a safe house kind of thing because Dom still wants it, so he can't go back to 1327. But it feels like there's such a, like if you look at the, the walls behind Dom, there's like folders and files and books and papers and like all this history of life there. And it doesn't just feel like an empty space where he's like renting a place or whatever. It feels like that's a home, not just a house, but a home. And we've never talked about what that is where that is it's next to those like oil refineries like yeah there's the oil pump like this, th- yeah what is going on where is this whose is this why have we not been back there is he like is it a safe house is it somebody else like what what could that possibly be
2: they've broken into stasiak's house
1: mm. so they know that he's oh. he's at work he's on the job
2: <laughs> so they, they know it's free he, he doesn't have a family
1: I think, I have a theory that, now that you brought this up, the first thing I thought was, we often talk about how, like, Dom's kind of legend precedes him and a lot mm-hmm. of these things, mm-hmm. and I think that it's just a byproduct of, like, he knows everyone there, so if he's like, I need a place to hide, somebody that's in the street racing game is like, I got my aunt's old house, you can use that and crash there for a week. Like, she's on vacation, or she just recently died, or whatever. And I think it's, like a, like, a microcosm of that.
0: But, like, what's interesting, and I think that's that's a better explanation than, like, you know, the movie not giving us one, but, like, one ends, he drives to Mexico, there's a the credit scene in one where he's just living in Mexico. We never see him come back, we never see him, like, palling around, we just see him, like, pursuing David Park here, right? Where, like, yeah, he's in the Dominican, he's coming back, but it's, it still seems like... It's just strange. And I I can't believe that we've watched this movie this many times where I'm like, how have we never talked about, like,
2: what house that is? He knows somebody everywhere. Every country, every city he goes. Exactly. What's the distance between? What's the average distance between people he knows?
0: Oh, like in in the six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of sense of things?
1: It's like, it gotta be two that knows Dom Toretto.
2: So if if he goes to, say, if, if he goes to Bournemouth and he knows me, Say, how far is he ever got to go before he finds somebody else that he knows? Like, probably not too far, because
0: like you, you know, like to a certain extent, like you know, even though you say you don't know all of London, people could be calling him Zeth elsewhere. You don't know, like you know people elsewhere. Like, hey, Jay, do you know somebody who like lives out here? You're like, no, but my cousin knows somebody who lives out there or whatever, right? right? So okay. like, I think he also like in, brings people in to trust him. So you, you know, if you love him, you're going to do anything for him. So yeah. So he,
2: so he knows me, and he knows everyone I know by virtue mm-hmm. of knowing me. And he knows everyone to begin with, so it doesn't, Uh yeah. So he can get, anybody will help him. Like, like he knows, he knows me. You know, my cousin, my cousin. His like, his old colleague and his his teacher. Eventually, he'll get to somebody who's useful. Down, yes, down exactly. Yeah, I would say he that's knows
0: you, think. everyone you know, and then everyone you're close so to, everyone it. they know as well.
1: Right? So like, and and everybody vouches for him the whole way up the line too. You're like, no, that's a good dude. I've known him forever, or like Steve has known him forever. Yeah. He's a good. I can't dude.
2: understand a word that he says, but I know him, and he's great. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. My uh, watching the, my wife hates hates, hates these films, uh, and she we started watching this one and she left like 20 minutes. and was like I can't watch this, and she described an opening scene as it like uh, Michelle Rodriguez was kissing a potato, when she was kissing uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, I just had to write that down.
1: That's really funny you bring this up because I was watching it and this time I was saying I was thinking to myself that Gal and Vin Diesel have like a really awesome chemistry actually that, like, we kind of, like, wash out as fans because we're like, oh, we like Letty and Dom together. But, like, Gal's replacement for Dom in this movie, like, they actually have a good chemistry. Like, Gal looks infatuated with Vin Diesel on screen. And it feels really weird to, like, think about that and say that with, like, her now coming back. And, like, and obviously, like, they're not a couple. They won't be a couple, whatever, whatever. But, like, did you feel this way, too?
2: I was going to ask if people are fans of Gal Gadot in these films. I don't think she's very treated in
0: So this is Gal Gadot's first real movie. And she actually, we read a quote on, I think the last episode about like why, because as you saw in Fast 10, she's going to be back for, you know, the next movie. And she's like, this is the, like, it this, this franchise means a lot to her because it gave her a shot when sort of no one else did. I think people love her in Han. I don't know that people love her specifically, but, I do, Um, I know that people think she's beautiful, she's a model I don't know that people love her, but I think it's kind of like she's just part of the grander narrative And people love that, right Joe, or am I wrong?
1: I, I do think people really, really enjoy her And I don't think that they necessarily, like Jay was asking, enjoy her specifically in here But I think that she is a person, unlike Pete Davidson, that has a giant fan base And so she's getting the love from that now in here as opposed to liking her because of these movies. Even though they did, like you said, like th- this kind of made her in its own way.
2: She's never been a huge part of the franchise. She? She's she's in this one, she's in the fifth one, and she dies in the sixth one. Correct. Yes. I think, yeah. So, But she's always like, she's part of the team, but not like a, a main part of the She's Well, she's an integral player. Like in five, she's driving the cars and things. Yeah. Uh, but she, she's not like, she's not, you know, of the... Brian, Dom, Letty. No, she's
0: not a she's not a core member, but she is like one of the first calls they make when they back up.
2: Sure, okay, but then but when she's then not in the team anymore, that it's not. I feel like the franchise isn't missing her. Han is missing her.
0: Correct. And, and and people are missing Han when he gets killed or quote unquote killed. But I think like the the thing about these movies is that there are so many characters that like there's not really room to miss anybody who's gone because there's so many major roles that are still around. Like people and miss they keep Bryan. adding people too. Like people miss Brian, but like like I don't. I, we've never really talked about this, and I don't know how to say this without being like not offensive, but like mean, but like. I don't know that Brian is really missing from the new movies. Like he would, the movies would be better with Paul Walker in them. But it's not like there's like a oh we need Brian for this role. Like they figured out a way to like tell stories without the characters that they've lost either intentionally or you know through tragedy or whatever.
2: I remember when I watched the sixth one, feeling like they didn't know what to do with him then. Like they they, they ah, of him going. That's the one where they send he has to go undercover in prison. Yeah. So just ship, yeah, and I just felt like this isn't really necessary for the plot. It's something for Paul Walker to do.
0: Well, especially when he comes back and he's about to tell Dom what he learned, and Dom's like, save it.
2: I don't need to yeah, know. It's like, exactly well,
0: he just went, he did this thing for you.
2: It's not necessary, don't you? They do feel a little hamstrung. They keep on, like, oh, uh, Brian's still, his character's still alive. And she's that means babysitting. Mia's not going to do a lot now, because she's, because like, then Brian will be here. It, it feels awkward, and like, I get their pen respect Paul Walker, and Bringing like his his daughter in and and like they want to be nice to the character and to the actor. I appreciate that, but it, it's getting difficult to write around. Anything else in particular
0: about this movie? Things you love, things you hate, things you have questions about, things you don't remember specifically.
2: The line "You're bleeding on my floor" I, I read mm. that as being a nice line. It's just, it's a part nice of the, line. the the Wiggum scene is being a lot of fun. That I, I, is <laughs> a good one. For some reason, I, I really liked the the location when they they had the name of downtown los angeles location being like on a window that Brian's jumping through i i liked that the text just kind of hung in the air That's like a nice little detail it's it's nice when movies any movies not just these movies like utilize
0: the on screen text in a way like some some shows and movies are very intentional explicit about how they do that and others just like choose a font and slap it on the screen and just like
1: he could have done a little bit something better. fun yeah something fun i get it
2: uh, when they're in the, the, the nightclub scene, like halfway through, all of the ladies just can't stay away from Dom and just without ignoring Brian. And this feels like a Vin Diesel uh, script edition rather than a Paul Walker script edition. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: I've noticed this now too. How many of these places do people live above the nightclub, Joey? well so brian living in the racer's edge is not
0: above a nightclub but is like adjacent to it it's probably also feels like hector might live like in the black cat Gato negro like that might be so like, there's two kinds of there roman and or tez living like on the water where it's not a nightclub but a party scene it's
1: close han definitely does he lives yeah no no uh tez definitely lives like above his garage and the, the party boat is ne- is is the houseboat next to the garage.
0: Yeah, I think it's most of them. I mean, until they all become millionaires and just sort of, like, move back the 1327 or whatever. But I think most of them.
1: Can you imagine having, like, a nightclub under your house? I'd be like, no. you guys need to go home.
2: Yeah, a, a living is, hell.
1: Yeah, it'd uh, be no. horrible.
2: Yeah, I feel like you, you need to be a, a regular at or an owner of that club to live anywhere near it.
0: But even, oh, like, no, your you know, like night off or whatever, right? Like... Like, all these fuckers else. are
1: parked outside just blaring music in your parking lot all night. I'd be like, go home. Everybody leave.
2: My problem I have for the first film. Okay, I don't like Point Break. Fine. Let's just put that out of there. Okay. Oh. I know it's just a remake of Point Break with cars. It's like, why are you doing that with something worse? Fine. I, I, don't, I, I never understood the ending. I, I don't get these guys on an emotional level. Who are like, Why is he letting him go? Catch him. Arrest him. Do your job. So I, at the end of Fast and Furious, I don't get why Brian lets Dom go. And then in this film, they say, "Do you want to know why I let him go? I don't know." It's so frustrating. And then later, it's like at that moment, I respected him more than I did myself. I like, That's not a good enough reason. I don't like that. That's a bad reason. You've
1: never had this. You've no. never had this happen in your life, Jay? That you like that you like a person, and you know that they're a good person, but you know that the choices that they're making are bad.
2: I've never been in a position where I could arrest somebody. I'm, I'm not, not
1: arrest there. them. I'm just saying, like you've never <laughs> had a friend that you're like. I get that they're fucking up all the time, but like, they're a good dude, and like, I I genuinely like them, even though that like I know they're going against my morals.
2: I I I was brought up so square and so straight laced. Uh, my my family is like I'm, my my parents are bankers. Uh, my my sister's an accountant. I'm an engineer. We're just my okay. Like the, so what if your
1: sister's like? What if your sister's like it is like embezzling a little bit? Not enough. Like not a lot, but she's embezzling a little bit. You'd be like. Oh, come on, but it's my sister, like...
2: Yeah, we're, we're, we're not that close. I, I get what you're saying, but I just... I've not I've never been in that situation. Uh, I'm sad
1: that you haven't. It's a pretty fun place to live. It is, sometimes.
2: So yeah, so that's... It was just kind of unsatisfying. Like, oh, I respected more than myself. It's not... It wasn't satisfying. And I'm sure you've talked about Mia saying... She's saying goodbye to her only brother.
1: mm mm-hmm. Like, What about... Yes. What, if, if,
2: you haven't seen us out there somewhere.
0: And we know from F9 that she spent years talking to him past the time that he stopped talking to Dom, so... Which yeah, is obviously this time. Mm-hmm. Probably this time,
1: yeah.
2: So did you, have you come up to any, any solution as to why she says only brother?
0: Uh, because they didn't, they didn't need to invent Jacob yet. <laughs> or <laughs> okay.
1: or I think Dom put a ban on mentions of Jacob.
2: Well, he's, he's dead to me, so I am yes. your only brother.
1: Yes, yeah. Don't bring him up. He doesn't exist anymore. You only have one brother.
2: I
0: can't see him. Everyone, when Jacob <laughs> shows up, they're like, Tom's got a brother? It's like, because he told nobody, you know what I mean? So, like, maybe it was just an unwritten, unspoken kind of rule. I don't know.
2: I thought this ended with the prison breakout. Not five starting with the prison breakout, so that was kind of disappointing when they start driving it towards it. And with cut. the start <laughs> of the prison breakout, though. So, like, you get a little bit. I then went straight to YouTube and watched it. Oh,
1: that's good good.
2: Fresh yeah lessons. you had to get the
1: you had to get the rest of the end okay good see that okay we're doing something here you're coming along i kind of want
2: to watch fast five again it's just there's so many films that i haven't seen totally fair to, I, understandable I, just finding the time these aren't short films this one's not too bad some of too hours.
0: yeah this is the last one that's of the not too bad variety everything from five on is 210 plus two hours yeah. 10 minutes plus like 130 minutes plus like that's why i haven't seen
2: Dead reckoning yet because it's almost three hours long and it's a weeknight
0: like, I know. It's
2: the kind and of thing Oppenheimer's like, coming out. And ugh.
1: Oppenheimer's also like three hours, That's right? three yeah. hours on the yeah. dot. Yeah. Dead Reckoning's like two, four,
0: or something. But Oppenheimer's three. Yeah. There's a lot of long ass movies this summer, which is, you know, good bang for your buck. was also like, let's tell a concise story. Also, I like, things this to do. and Fast 10 and Spider Verse, which are all two and a half or longer, are all part one of two. So they're all five hour movies, essentially, right? So, oh, you know. Jeez. I have
2: podcasts to. Perhaps all the aren't about these films. to sp- two. <laughs> First world problems.
0: Do you have any other thoughts, any other notes about this movie? We didn't talk about what vehicles are in this movie, Joey. Finally, at the end, a helicopter shows up. That's fucking it,
1: dude.
2: There's a petrol tanker.
0: There's the petrol tanker, and there's a bus, but those are both like in the neighborhood of cars. What I was frustrated I was... by go ahead. Go ahead, is Giselle is the motorcycle girl, and she's no motorcycle. in a car the entire goddamn
1: movie. That, and I was, like, I was trying to, like, invent ones. Like, when Brian, like, throws the skyline down the hill, I was like, is that a sled now? Mm. (laughs) Because he's not really driving down the hill. He just kind of, like, throws it, and it just slides down a hill. I was like, we could get close here. Mm. And, like, the dune buggy is, like, kind of it. Like, at the end, they have, like, that truck that's, like, a dune buggy. And I was like, that's kind of close. But no, there's no other vehicles in this fucking movie. Just helicopters. Also, this movie's so dark compared to like now that we just saw 10 and jason momoa is so colorful and so flamboyant and they even shoot a lot of night scenes but they're like bright and colorful watching this one i was like this is really dark
2: well this one has more cgi in it than other ones as well i think and that's how it feels like that that's how you hide cgi sometimes Yeah, you make it dark
0: mia buys barilla pasta which i don't know if you ever noticed show before but i'm sure it makes you proud
1: i'm a huge barilla fan pro barilla in this house yes
0: Jay, one thing that we always pay special attention to is in a PG-13 movie, you get one use of the word fuck. And we've talked about this movie that Brian says, get in the fucking car, come on, let's go. But what I did not notice that time, what I only noticed this time, was that it's ADR, like it's off screen. We don't see him say that. So they added that line in. They're like, well, we get yeah, it. Like, you, oh, you shit, get, we
1: forgot to use the fuck.
0: We get one <laughs> use of the word. We might as well throw it in. Or on Connor the podcast, bunny. You get one bunny. Um, Compos quote-unquote compost braga talks about looking for drivers he's like i don't i don't want drivers who drive their 10 second cars in a straight line but who push it i'm like then it's not a 10 second car like a 10 second car is built for one single purpose is to drive a quarter mile as fast as possible it's not like you're like using a 10 second car i know that he's using it like colloquially like a whatever yes. but just like yeah 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 you know you know you got that, that car for that one specific purpose. I want people who were dumb enough to use it for a different kind of purpose altogether. It's like that seems like a bad driver that
1: you don't want on your team, man. What are you talking about? You're just a bad manager. You need to find like more appropriate people to do this job. Yeah.
2: I, I did appreciate that it wasn't a quarter mile race, I like had like a, a five mile race. Was yeah. The quarter mile thing is just that's it's always felt silly to me. Like that's no distance at all. A quarter of a mile is, is nothing. Like you could I, I, yeah. I could, if if I can sprint that far, and I'm not that healthy of a guy, I, I think I could sprint a quarter of a mile. Well, Probably what, could.
1: what? What's the what's the metric equivalent? Like a half k? That's. I think that's 400 meters no. is a quarter of a mile. I think. 2.2 kilometers in a mile. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, so in it's terms like of half like, a like, kilometer.
2: Yeah, 402 yeah. meters. So, oh, so so, so
0: you mean when I said half a
2: k and you said
0: no, you,
2: you point, actually meant yes. So it's just it's under half a k. It's just under half a k. But like I'm 0. just saying,
0: like, you're not gonna be like, "Hey, I'll race you down in here that that 420 meter right, It's like, no, you don't do that, man. Like you say 400 meters. There's
2: a 400 meter race at the Olympics.
1: So. Ah, good point. Yes, yes, yes. Good. Point. That's running. That's not driving.
2: <laughs> sure. Because it's such a short distance, it's not going to be a 400-meter driving race. It's I need you distance.
0: to tap into your network of British friends and British colleagues and people and find out what they call a quarter-mile race, like what the equivalent of a quarter-mile race is. Do you know
2: what it is?
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know. We've never well, talked about this before.
2: I, I mean, I, I don't know. There probably is street racing in the UK. I've never seen it. I don't want to. So I, well, I we know remember. that Rita Ora
0: is in Fast and Furious 6 starting off street racing. You know, she's this is London, baby. Like, we got her doing it,
1: right? So...
2: I, i'll ask my cousin to ask his teacher to ask his aunt to who knows rita
1: that knows vin diesel yeah. exactly yeah. the
0: only other thing i want to say before we do the character quiz and play the twitter game and then let jay go into that sweet sweet london night is i think it's crazy it's fucking crazy that brian would bring dom to the police impound lot like he's a wanted man and i know that no one really knows him or whatever but like just be like hey I'm going to go drop this car off. I'll meet you back here. Like, I know it's just for story convention for the movie, but, like, the fact that he brings him to the police and just, like, they're not going to check here, man. But, like, leave him Let's Yeah, let's not even get close to a police station.
1: Like, that's the last place he wants to be. I agree. Because,
0: like, the guy, like, you know, gets Brian's call sign or whatever at the gate and lets Brian in and then looks at Dom and just lets him go. And I'm just like, why are you doing this?
2: Why are you pushing the limits this way? I don't know. It's wild, absolutely wild. My my sorry. My one final note is a tiny little thing. There's a the foot chase okay. at the start that Brian's on when he's chasing the, the guy. parkour one. Yeah, he's
1: on the roofs. When yeah. he
2: body slams into the guy the other side of the chain link fence. Beautiful move. I loved that move. Pretty cool. That's
1: fantastic. I always was wondering this time, like, how does he do parkour in what apparently look like dress shoes? Like, he's not in like sneakers. He has Isn't like he's wearing like...
2: a suit as well. Or like, he's yeah. yeah
1: the suit thing. I could kind of get. Cause it's like, but like he would have to be wearing sneakers. He'd have no grip otherwise. He's jumping across roofs. This that's is crazy. How,
2: he's, that's how impressive it is. He can yeah. he can parkour in dress shoes.
1: All right, Jay, you ready to find out
0: which Fast Heroes character you are? Dying to know whether you're Deckard or someone else.
2: My money's on someone else.
0: Seven, probably someone <laughs> else. There, there is a two point three two percent chance that you're Deckard.
2: So, if, if there's one question of, are you British? I've got
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's very many British things here, but there are seven questions, six multiple choice answers. Joey, per we really
1: fumbled the bag. Now that Jay just said that, it should have been like, what would you be eating? Bangers and mash, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like we could have like Fish made it like just chips. very obvious. Yeah, <laughs> it's like.
0: <laughs> All right, Jay. Number one, how fast are you? NASCAR. Roller Coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota
2: Prius, Vespa, or Razor Scooter? Okay, I feel like most days I'm Razor Scooter, but I do enjoy a Roller Coaster. So I'll go for an, an average then of the, the Vespa is the one-up. So yeah.
0: Okay. Oh. Sure. It's, so, yeah, so it's kind is, of like a bike. Actually, I would say a Prius is in between them. Like Roller Coaster 2 and Razor Scooter is 6, so in between would be Toyota Prius.
2: So I feel like I'm I'm... Close, I'm more, close to more a often a razor scooter okay. than I am a roller coaster, so I'm kind of balancing the...
0: So far, no points toward Deckard. That That's is not of, a good answer. I, we're, right. we're over one so <laughs> far. Number two, you know it's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale in that one movie set that one time, Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown,
2: or Jack McBrayer? Oh, I, I don't like to admit it, but I'm probably Christian Bale. I, I get Ooh. pretty angry. Oh. I get, I, when... Because we're not talking about on a, every day. No one's angry all the time. No no no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. But when I sporadically But when I get angry, I think I get Christian Bale angry. We're <laughs> having a barbecue.
0: How are you helping? Manning the grill, saying grace, kicking back with a beer, babysitting, being the entertainment, or sneaking a snack?
2: I think I'm all over that grill. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. I, 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 I am often handed the tongs at other people's like barbecues that's like
1: the biggest compliment ever that happened to me on fourth of july at my buddy's house like i was like standing there and he's like do you want to do this and i was like yes and i just threw everybody else off the grill and i was like thank you that's i'm exactly not
2: giving him the option is like, oh your hair here you go here's the food. so all right
1: awesome
0: question number four you've got time to kill what are you doing are you grabbing a bite working on your car which we know that's not the answer no. hanging with friends drinking a beer working out or doing some work on your computer Probably go
2: for working out, which five years ago I would never have said. But I've gotten into running quite a lot recently, so okay. I'm just saying I'm going to do that. Yeah, working
1: you're out. just firmly anti-car. You like bikes and legs. Jeez, I, I, I feel like cars. I, I consider cars to be
2: more weaponry than transport. Like, I, I, so say, do they you, should, you fit
1: right into this that, franchise That's actually
2: why I think I enjoy the second half of these films Because I, I think past should only be used When absolutely necessary Like If you're driving to work every day You've made a mistake You should like move closer to work or move work closer to home Jay, describe your wedding
0: I'm never getting married You mentioned your wife before, so I hope that's not the answer It's just me and my partner It's us and our families It's a backyard country affair Everyone I know is there I
2: don't remember the, I'm going to say, ideal wedding would have been backyard country affair. So we, okay. the actual one we had more, more people than we had. It was a more extravagant sure. affair than we wanted. Backyard country gotcha. affair is what I'll go with. Although okay. we did have we did have our Packers and Peacocks.
0: Jay, congratulations! Peacocks, you had Peacocks at your wedding. They came Jesus. with the
2: venue. Our Packers were our ring bearers. Love that. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool. They were a surprise to my wife.
0: Somehow my brain heard that and just like that's normal. No follow up questions. I'm glad that Joe stopped. No, <laughs> I had I had many
1: follow up questions. Thank you.
0: Jay, congratulations, you just won the lottery. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my childhood home, a fleet of cars, or a new life?
2: Uh, A a new life.
0: Okay.
2: Taking some aspects of the current life with it, but a new
0: life. And the final question to determine it all now, what is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, Whatever's cheapest, or Joe's going to the bar, just give me one of whatever you're
2: having. I'm trying to think which one of those is closest to an Amaretto and Pepsi Max.
1: Pepsi Max is that common around as a mixer? It's, That's what I'm more curious it about. It is in
2: my house, I'm drinking it right now. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> got, okay. Got three crates in, in under the stairs. Uh probably something fruity would be the like the closest okay. to a a spirit in a mixer. <laughs> Jay,
0: I will say that you are not Deckard. You are right about that. Deckard's sort of middle of the pack here, but you are overwhelmingly—any guesses? Overwhelmingly, who this who Jay is?
1: I'm gonna guess like Gal. This feels like a Gal, which is for some reason.
0: Yeah. Giselle would be yeah. the character
1: name. Uh, yes, that's what I meant. That's that's what this—the answers felt like Giselle to me. I I have no idea. Joe is right.
0: You're only the second right? oh, Giselle amazing. we've ever had. People underestimate you, Jay, because of your looks, but you are incredibly capable and calm under pressure. It's also funny that you're like, Do people like Giselle in these movies? <laughs> so here you are. You are a jack of all trades and you can take on any task, but you prefer to be on the front lines. Sometimes you can let your abilities lead you down the wrong path, but when push comes to shove, you know who your true family is and you're ready to put your life on the line to protect the ones you love. And you drive, drive like the wind, like the
1: wind blows.
2: blows. And she's a motorcyclist. i like this this. That's close enough, I guess.
0: Very. very that was true. that was part of
1: that. That was part of the thing. You said Vespa, and she rides motorcycles. So I knew that that was definitely going to be high ranking. Something fruity.
2: What is? Wh- who did Mark get out of interest? I was.
0: I just looked him up. I was going to say, do you have any guesses on who Mark is? Roman. Close. Brian.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, I can see that.
0: I am Mia. Joe is Dom yeah okay all right the final thing to do before we take a break or no i take a break i mean end the episode (laughs) is the twitter game boy do we have a podcast for you boy do we have a podcast for you come and check out our show yeah yeah this is where we go on twitter.com aka the bird app and find any tweet about the fast and furious respond them from at too fast to forever and see if we get any feedback i just realized, Joe, if you remember, I got points last time. I do. I do I got remember. big points last time, which is very yes, exciting, because, Jay, remember. in spite of the fact that this seems like the easiest game in the world... It's extremely difficult. So I found Lisa Charlotte, at Lisa Charlotte, who tweeted a picture of herself in a shirt that's a Suki shirt. New shirt, three weeks till Fast 10. Bring back Suki, you cowards. I made the meme sweet shirt bringing suki back is all we want boy do we have a podcast for you and it was the three billboards outside ebbing missouri three weeks since fast 10 and still no suki how come universal and lisa said let me know if you ever want a guest so so far that means five points for me for a reply she did not like it so i don't get the bonus point there no you don't get the bonus point but five points and then if she becomes a guest we don't have a we don't have a
1: metric for that but that's a lot of points so we- wins you just it would be a lot It'll- no because this <laughs> game goes on for inner. it goes on for infinity just like us watching the movies I think, just so like
0: we we've said like an email in is 10 i think guess is 20 or 20 or 25 yeah probably 20 or 25 yeah. we'll figure that out but uh, okay it's never happened before but you know someone who has a suki, like if you're out there listening and you have a suki shirt we want you on the show so lisa shout out to you five points so far to me joe you found this is the one you played for charity you okay. found A L H Dami season at Emperor underscore Dami Fast and Furious has to be the best movie franchise in the world. hashtag FastX We said we couldn't agree more. Boy, do we have a podcast for you! It got a like from Rob Denton, who is one of the guys who follows us on Twitter. So you got a like, no but does not count unfortunately. Yeah. Then Joe, you also found your real one was for D ninety G seven, who tweeted something that I cannot see. Because this person deleted the tweet where we said we love Daniela Melchior in Fast 10, too. She definitely stole the show. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? And no idea what that was in response to because they deleted the tweet. Uh, is their account still even around? Not negative points, at least. Maybe Mr. Tweet broke it. No, he, the, the account still exists, but they did not interact with your thing.
1: Mm, Swing zero nose. points. Sorry. Yeah.
0: And then Andy found Shea Serrano at Shea Serrano. Best thing from each Fast and Furious movie. List a thing from each movie. We said, there's a lot to love about Too Fast Beyond the Title. Listen to our episode on Tuesday about it. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. We got two likes, but by Rob Dunton once again, and Dr. DC podcast, Reed Vanier, who's been on the show. So unfortunately, Andy gets no points. Unfortunately. Sucks um i will say two things that i found via twitter one thing i knew about which i was going to mention on the next whatever on the next fast lane but two things that i've seen all over twitter today. number one in like the next batch of free games on playstation plus includes fast and furious the rise of shifter that video game so like if you pay for playstation plus you get that for free uh so there's people tweeting about that but also i don't know if you saw universal studios today four hours ago They are officially under construction on their Fast and Furious themed roller coaster. So out in Universal Studios Hollywood, there's going to be a Fast and Furious roller coaster now officially under construction. Which I think we knew about. I wonder if it's going to be
1: a roller coaster or if it's going to be one of the like like uh, the ride in Universal Orlando. I don't know if they're using the word roller coaster liberally. Is what I'm saying
0: i don't know but brazzle dazzle dad says at universal studios hear me out since fast and furious will be represented by this roller coaster how about converting the supercharged portion the team ride the tram ride to back to the future where we team up with marty and doc to chase biff through time and see the studio's backlot in different eras so that'd be kind of cool to have like a fast and furious thing but also a a back to the future thing that's like
2: in its place because you know
1: both good movies sure
0: all right, Jay, did you find a tweet? Did you send me a tweet? Do you have a tweet that we're going to respond to? I haven't
2: sent you one, but I have got two options. One is from Night of the Living Podcast. Night's People like, hey. Ooh. I just ticked off of it. That was a silly thing to do. Hang on. Where did it go? Uh, well, the other one I've got is Bruce Campbell. You don't have Bruce Campbell. Okay. He recently tweeted uh, a minute-long video of himself with his face placed over... The cast of the Fast and Furious. So the tweet is just me equals Fast plus Furious. Full stop. All right, so how do you want to respond to
0: Groovy Bruce?
2: Uh, I mean, I'd like the standard boy over podcast for you. That's, that's a nice, succinct okay. way of, of replying. And here's sure. the other one. Night of the Living Podcast. I found it. Uh, their tweet is Fast and Furious 1 to 4 had me wanting to risk it all in a street race. Movies 5 to 8 had me looking at my Honda trying to figure out how I'm going to use it to save the world and my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very appropriate. Anything
0: you want to customize that? Anyone it's just on the, st- the standard thing as well.
2: Hmm, th- this this podcast could help could help you do this. I don't know. Uh,
1: it's even harder. It's even harder when you have a bike.
2: Yeah. There we yes uh, yeah yeah there we go. Uh, At least you've got yeah. a Honda. Try doing this with a bicycle. Try doing this with a Schwinn.
1: They, perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Schwin has two ends, is that right, or is one end? Yeah,
0: two ends, yeah, right? N's.
1: Schwinn? Schwinn.
2: Yeah.
0: Schwin, hit us with your tweet,
1: please. It's from Mark at Crazy Skywalker, K R Y Z E. I will certify myself as the biggest fan of Fast and the Furious movies if it's the last thing I do. I want to say, well, bud, you might be in contention. But I think we take the crown. Boy, do we have a podcast for you.
0: I do like that Joe's, uh, uh, you know, plan of attack on these is sometimes just to neg the person. Be like, you say you like this thing? Well, shut up. We like it more. Prove it.
2: Come on, our podcast. Yeah. Take us
0: down. So I am – I found this thread. This guy, Brandon Struisnig, uh, is rewatching the Mission Impossible movies and ranking them. And he said, you guys will kill me if I say two is my favorite so far. And then someone, Brian Schmid at Schmanthony P said, I don't agree with this, but I also believe it's right to say it. If you need any deflection, I'd be happy to post my Fast and Furious rankings to get the heat on me. Oh. And this person said, please do. So Brian says, my Fast and Furious rankings, six, seven, nine, two, one, four, five, three, eight. See, he's got eight in last place there, Jay. Unlike your Ooh. second place finish. Have yet to see 10, but people can get plenty mad at me there, lolol. And then I'm going to say, that's too many LOLs. You know what? It's hard to rank nine perfect movies.
1: Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Excellent. Excellent response, too. I like it. Good job.
2: Do you, when you do your laps through them, do you always stick with the same order? We
1: were we were going in chronological order, and now we go in... Or now we go in chronological order, we were going in movie release order. But yes, once we've hit chronological, we were like, I think this is the better way to do it. Have you considered it alphabetical? I
0: was... They're all F,
2: basically. I I kind of some days I love, some days I hate the naming of these films. Just the the utter so inconsistency. We don't
1: have the same naming as us. Though. That's, That's what's the whole more
2: infuriating. Yeah. yeah. But that I, only on some of them, I think. Like Fate of the Furious, we don't have the F eight. We
1: have the Fate of the Furious. Oh, they stopped because you were like Fast and Furious one through six or seven we our friend in England sent us. like, this booklet that was about Fast and the Furious, and that's when we discovered that you had named, like, one through six, just Fast and the Furious, one through six. And we were like, why the fuck don't we have that? And then just, like, this... um, Within the month, we just discovered... What was it, Joey? Who owned the rights Roger Corman
0: owned the rights to the original of the Fast and the Furious, and they licensed the rights to the first name, but not to sequel names.
2: Okay, fair enough.
1: So they had to... Yeah, make goofy sequel yeah. names here. It's, naming
2: it naming like we
1: don't, we don't have Zootrop- Zootopia. We have Zootropolis. Really?
2: Yeah, because there's a, a a English company called Zootopia. And they it, oh. there's some zoo here called Zootopia somewhere that no one's heard of. And so we have Zootropolis. And like the the fifth part of the Caribbean film is uh, on Stranger Tides rather than salazar's Re- no sorry it's dead men tell no tales here other than salazar's Re- i hate these stupid films being called different things different countries
1: yeah, so, yeah. i agree anyway. thank you
0: thank you thank you for staying up late and talking about this movie thank with us you, and for watching oh, exactly. us again for i
2: took us. a nap for this podcast
0: wonderful appreciated what, what do you Much want people to know about you or your shows where can they find you online where do you want to point them in in your direction hit us with
2: whatever uh, so you mentioned at the start connor the podcast has recently finished Uh, Myself and Mark went through Air, scene by scene, chapter by chapter, Joey was a guest. A wonderful guest. Uh, So we finished that, that's done. I'm going to stop plugging it at various places because it's finished. And now we're we're refocusing on Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, where Mark and I went through the Deep Blue Sea trilogy, because there's three Deep Blue Sea films. Scene by scene, chapter by chapter, with some great guests. And we're now looking at Deep Blue Sea adjacent films, that's films directed by Rennie Harlan, or featuring sharks, or aquatic action. So we're doing like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean mini series at the moment. We've we've oh, recorded fun. one. We've recorded the first one so far, but there's like zombie sharks at some point in them somewhere. I can't remember. And we're hopefully gonna have uh, the, the two of you on soon to talk about Rennie Harden's Driven, which seems to be the good crossover between the Very two the two podcasts.
1: We haven't mentioned it yet. That was a that was a that was a little sneak.
2: I mean, we haven't set a date for recording it yet. It's it's on the books, so we'll do it at some point. Uh, uh, Mark exactly. and I have different schedules that change every day, so it's tricky to nail us both down sometimes. But there we are. So we're having a lot of fun. And if you ever wondered, if you ever watched a film and thought, "Hey, I wonder how deep and how blue that film is," mm. then you should you should come and listen to the podcast because I'll tell you. Uh, We've we had guests on who like didn't know what that meant. Like how deep and how blue is Die Hard Two? It's a it's a ridiculous concept, but I'll, I'll I worked <laughs> it out.
0: Well, thank you once again, Jay, for joining us to talk about Fast and Furious. Actually, going back a second, if you would suggest watching these in alphabetical order, would you count, like, The Fast and The Furious as a
2: T? Uh, As a former pupil librarian, I would count it as an F. Uh, Fast and and Furious. it makes it even harder. They're all basically the same thing, then, man. Well, I mean, Too Fast and Furious is is the first one. And do you have to
1: count the numbers? Do you have to count what the numbers or the the spelling of the numbers? And would
0: you also do Too Fast as the first or the last if you're doing numerals? Okay, it, are it's, first, right? It's the
2: number two, so it would be it would be first. So, I, I was trying to work this out while we were talking. I've only got four in, so currently it would be you start with two Fast and Furious, then you go to F nine, uh, then it's Fast and Furious with the ampersand. Fast and Furious six would be the fourth one because that's got the ampersand. Then it goes back to being an A, so then it's one, three. Oh no, Hobson Shaw because that's an ampersand. So that comes. Yeah, it's all over the place. Who knows? It's ridiculous. Don't do this. It's
1: chaos.
2: <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I always like a franchise to be released in alphabetical order, so you can get the DVDs individually, and they all sit next to each other on the shelf in the right order. The first three Bourne films works perfectly. Identity, Supremacy, Ultimatum. Beautiful. Then they ruin and then it. then so. Legacy ruins it. And then so then I just haven't called Chasing seen... Born. I haven't seen the fourth or fifth ones, because I don't like to think they You're exist. You're banned. Well, They're you can get them. You
0: just don't have to buy them.
2: Bill and Ted. Awful. When there were two films, it went Bogus Journey, Excellent Adventure. There's only two, and it's the wrong order. And then they have the the third one, which is "Face
1: the Music." So I forget what was it called. Oh face yeah, face, music.
2: so that that fits in the right place. That fits third, but it goes two, one,
1: three. It's this is, um, you know, this sounds so Joey. This sounds so Joey to me. I love it. So it's, it's, this this is, is, I can definitely that. see you going on a tangent like this.
0: Two,
2: nine, four, six, seven,
1: okay, three. Okay, so here, uh, here,
0: my final question: We've asked somebody on this recently. Where would you? How would you file Megan? And would you do M three again? Would you do would it, would it be before M mm. A? Because on the on the on the case it's M three G A N.
2: I think it would be. I'm trying to think because because it would be near the Meg, but it would not be next to the Meg. Is the problem? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the upcoming show on Deeply See the podcast on the Meg and then the Meg uh, two the trench. Uh, I have to get a plug in. Sorry. So, yeah, I think it would be at the start of the M's. M so three.
1: What, like, M-I, oh, yeah, but that's Mission Impossible, so, like, mi But that's a,
2: that's a colon. There's Mission M-colon Colon I, Impossible. But then it's, but then oh, the, there's for, colon roles too? I forgot. The, f- the full title of those films is Mission Impossible 3. I don't think any of them are called M-I-3. Okay. No, correct. So that's, you can stick with the Well, M-I- like, what's
0: confusing right. is that there's Mission Impossible, Mission Colon Impossible, hyphen, Dead Reckoning, colon, part one, right? Too like, much. it's two colons and a hyphen in the middle. Do you go with the
1: title on the back or the title it was? For franchises,
0: I'm just putting them in order of, you know, how I watch them. Like, I'm putting... And I also have Tokyo Drift after 2. I don't even have it after 6. Like, I just have, like... Even for movies, like... What was the one i don't know this is this is nonsense maybe one west probably cares about this but like even movies <laughs> that have like a wildly different thing like if it's part of a franchise where there's like a bunch of names that are the same thing like i'll put it with that franchise even if it's out of order or whatever because i'm just like i'm not gonna remember to find it somewhere else i'm gonna find it where i have the other 25 fast and furious things right exactly
2: i fortunately fortunately my james bond films are in a box set if they weren't yeah, they too. would be distributed all over that's the place. Chaos that's chaos. how i that's how it would be it's 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 alphabetized chaos the best kind of chaos and my J,
0: my my jason bourne movies are all in a box set as well and i but i wouldn't put jason bourne in the j's i would put it right after bourne legacy so you know i would i would alphabetize not that there's anything going to fit in between with the b o u r n e but like i would put it bourne identity and then just the rest of it in order so
2: i'm glad this podcast is over because i don't think we we I don't think i can talk about this anymore this is angry oh, we could talk about it for a don't worry about it I,
0: I also did like i think it was on the most recent the final episode of con air or something where it was like you were you were mentioning a movie and mark's like oh i have it right here but it was like it was like an a and then there's like a w it's just like you can't have all of your movies there like it doesn't yeah. make any sense but he's like yeah. i have all of them right here and you're like i caught him out on that your...
2: he had venom like to hand and then an a he's so, up for uh, I can't remember the a-film ones so that's no it was wild you know, yeah
0: Anyway, thank you once again, Jay. Our next episode, next main feed episode is going to be Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and then another Life in the Fast Lane, and then Fast 5. We've got bonus episodes of Snakes on the Plane and Shame coming up soon. I also want to give a very special shout out to our patrons. Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex, Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slimmer Party, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton, of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lotta Wolves, Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Tara Newan, Aaron Wolosin, natalie absolute more on her later and jessica collins aka montez,
1: montez.
0: thank you all for supporting us the five dollar a month level or above too fast to for everything with that and for all things oh by the way discord popping off we got a discord we got the discord up and running the family watch discord we got new emojis in there we got new roles in there if you want to join the discord it's pinned in the patreon you can dm us on twitter we'll send you the link discord good stuff over there but for all things too fast, too forever. Go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash, too fast, too forever, or at too fast, too forever on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, threads. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at too fast, too forever.com, and our store at cageclub.me, slash, shop, and come back next week for Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Jake Lewitt of the Lambcast, and Connor of the Podcast, and most importantly, most relevant, newest. Ongoing. Deep Blue, see the podcast, and we will tell you all about it
1: when we see you again.